Welcome to the Church 214 podcast. We're glad that you've joined us today. We hope that you enjoy today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about our church, please visit our website at church214.org. shamed in some way or you were ostracized or meant to feel inadequate in some way and that affected you in a way that you may not even realize. And in some ways it's just become part of who you are. And so whether you realize it or not, maybe you spend so much time on on your appearance or, or thinking about what people think of you. That it becomes this this consuming thought that's just kind of part of you. You don't even realize that you're doing it. Or maybe you've been abused or neglected in your past. And so because of that experience, you have a very difficult time trusting anyone, maybe even your heavenly father. Or maybe you've swung the pendulum in the other direction and literally everything that you do is to please someone else because you want everyone to like you, you want everyone to respect you so they don't treat you the way that people have treated you in the past. That's bondage. Whenever we are living for someone else's approval or someone else's opinion of our life, that's bondage. And it's a chain that's keeping you from full freedom in Christ. Sometimes our chains, sometimes our bondage are a pattern of sin that was either knowingly or unknowingly passed down to us. The Bible calls this generational sin. And there are many different examples of this in the Bible, and some people can get kind of weird about this concept and you know, they're skeptical about it, but just, just think about it this way. If you come from a very long line of angry people and you yourself are angry, chances are that's a generational sin. It's just how it is. You see, what happens is that we develop these sin patterns for whatever reason. And if those parts of our hearts are not fully submitted to Christ, that sin pattern will be passed down to the next generation. And if that generation does not submit that part of their hearts to Christ because of the influence of your sin on their life, they will also perpetuate that sin to the next generation. That's generational sin. Common generational sins would be anger, like we said. Another common generational sin would be sexual sin. Another common one would be either lying or deceit. This was actually generational sin that was present in Jacob's line. Abraham had a problem with lying and deceitfulness. And he passed that on to Jake, or he passed that on to Isaac, and Isaac passed that on to Jacob. You can read that very clearly in Genesis. Maybe it's the sin of self-sufficiency. Now, this is probably under the disguise of, well, my family is just a bunch of hard workers, which is good. I, you will never hear me bash hard work. I've done a lot of it in my life, and there are very few things on this earth that uh, make up for hard work. But when your ability to provide and your ability to work becomes your identity and you begin to sacrifice many things of your life because of that, that's sin. Maybe your dad wasn't present at home because he was always working or your mom wasn't at home because she was always working. And you never really learned how to be a a father or a leader or a, a mother and a leader. And so when you developed your career, you just did what your father did because that's all you know. And you have perpetuated that generational sin of self-sufficiency. Sometimes bondage is a stronghold that wasn't passed down to us or uh, not an offense that was brought against us, but something that we just developed on our own because, let's face it, we are really good at sinning even when no one teaches us. Sometimes you perpetuate your own bondage. 
You see, this chain that, that I battle at times is the fear of man. And I know I'm not the only one in this boat. This chain in my life sometimes is the fear of man. You see, I like to be liked. I like to be respected. And sometimes that manifests itself as managing my spiritual appearance. Anybody else relate to that? Do you ever manage your spiritual appearance? And this is probably under the disguise of, well, this is how I always act. This is how I always pray. This is how I always speak. Or maybe at certain times uh, the situation doesn't lend towards me being a sold-out Christian, and so maybe I downplay how much I actually love Christ. Because in that situation, I don't want to be seen for the Christian wacko that I really am who chains himself to the stage. You see, we like to look like good Christians, don't we? Or in some cases, not like a good Christian. That's living for the approval of other people and its bondage. The problem is that we shouldn't want to look a certain way for other people, but we should pursue fervently to look like Christ so that they see him and not us. It's bondage. And it's a very fine line that I think many of us deceive ourselves into thinking that it's something that we don't struggle with. We think that we're always 100% authentic all the time when if we were honest with ourselves, in reality, at least some of the time, it's for show. You see, bondage doesn't have to be grievous sin issues. And I think that's something, especially Christians that have been in the church for a long time, we don't really comprehend that. You know, we think of bondage, you know, like a, a addiction or something like that. It doesn't have to be a grievous sin issue. It could be something as benign or even seemingly good as looking like a good Christian when it's actually holding you back from full freedom in Christ and an authentic relationship with the Savior of the universe. You see, all of these things are ultimately Egypts in our life. They are chains that keep us in slavery, chains that hold us back from living the life that God has called us to live that keep you enslaved to the, to the old man, the dead man that was left in the grave when you have been birthed as a new creation in Christ with new freedom. So let's go back to the Israelites real quick. By, by the time that Moses enters the picture, the Israelites have been enslaved for hundreds of years. Generation upon generation upon generation of people that know nothing but slavery. You think that they've developed some generational issues, some patterns of thinking, some ways of acting that affect them, that keep them in their slavery? You see, even when Moses comes and tells the people God's plan to lead them out of Egypt, they don't believe him. Let's read that in uh, Exodus 6, verses 6 through 9. This is God speaking to Moses, telling him what to tell the people of Israel. And he says, say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord. I am Yahweh. I am that I am. And I will bring you out from under the burdens of Egypt. And I will deliver you from slavery to them. And I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. That sounds awesome. 
and I will take you to be my people, and I will be your God, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God who has brought you out from under the burden of the Egyptians. And I will bring you into the land that I swore to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and I will give it to you for a possession. I am the Lord. And then it says, and Moses spoke thus to the people of Israel, but they did not listen to Moses because of their broken spirit and harsh slavery. God comes to them with an offer of freedom, and they don't listen to him because of their broken spirit and harsh slavery. You see, sometimes strongholds may be so ingrained in us that we don't even realize that there's this thing called freedom. We just think it's part of life. We just think that this is the way that things are, and we don't realize that there is freedom in Christ. You see, if you haven't given your life to Jesus this morning, the Bible says that you are a total slave to sin. You are incapable of saving yourself. You have no hope of freedom without Christ. You have no hope of freedom. And like the Israelites, your spirit may be broken, and you may not even realize that there is this thing called freedom. You may think that this is just the way that life is, that these chains are how things are supposed to be, or this is your lot in life. You see, apart from Christ, we are unable to free ourselves. Apart from divine intervention and being renewed by the Spirit, we will always stay in bondage. And we have no hope of freedom. See, the Israelites needed divine intervention. And so what God did is God sent uh, 10 plagues on Egypt to the point where Pharaoh eventually just kicks them out. They no longer have a choice. Pharaoh just like, get out of my country. And the last plague that was sent was the angel of death that was responsible for killing the firstborn of every household. And the way that the Israelites were protected from that was they killed the sacrificial lamb and painted its blood over their doorposts and the angel of death would pass by. But to free us from slavery, God didn't send plagues. He skipped those. He just sent the lamb. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. You see, our ransom was paid by the blood of Jesus. The power of the blood of Jesus breaks every chain. It frees every slave. It awakens our hearts and our, opens our eyes to the freedom that Jesus brings. Ephesians 2 says that we are dead in our trespasses and sins. But there's good news in Romans 6. Let's read Romans 6, verses 3 through 7. Or have you forgotten that when you were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, that we also joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Not the old life, not a life of a slave, but a new life. Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our, own, that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. So that sin might lose its power in your life. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. Can someone praise Jesus for that this morning? 
when you died with Christ, you were set free from the power of sin. You see, when we trust in Jesus, that went smoother in my head. When you trust in Jesus, you're free. Amen. The moment that you trust in Jesus, you are free. You see, on the day that the Israelites were released from Egypt, God said to Moses in Exodus 12, the Lord says to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, now from now on, this month shall be the first month of the year for you. God rewrote the script. God said, this is a new era. You've been living in generations of sin and bondage. I'm starting something new. Your year revolved around something else. Now it revolves around my freedom. You see, when you trust in Jesus, you are marked by that freedom. Sin no longer has power over you. But the challenge is not being freed. Jesus does this. The power of the blood does this. The challenge is walking in that freedom. The challenge is living in it. You see, after the nation of Israel was kicked out of Egypt, at the first sign of trouble, the Israelites wanted to turn back. They wanted to stop walking in their freedom and go back to slavery. They thought, well, we might as well go back because it was better when we were slaves than right now. You see, they they thought this because they wanted to go back to what was familiar. They wanted to go back to what was secure. Even though life was hard in Egypt, it was what they knew. You see, they were still attached to their old ways of thinking. Even though they had been freed, there were still chains that were holding them back in bondage in Egypt. And when they started to get a taste of freedom, when they started to actually realize that they were walking towards something unfamiliar and away from the security of their chains, they started to freak out a little bit. They started to feel the tension of their chains pulling back on them as they were walking towards freedom. You see, they didn't want the beautiful unknown and mystery of what it's like to be in the presence of God, to walk in freedom. They wanted the familiarity of their chains because while it was hard, it was easier than walking into something that was unfamiliar. They wanted the familiarity of their chains, and this is ultimately what held them back from the promised land. It held them back from everything God had in store for them. You see, as tragic as their slavery was, this is the real bondage in the story. These are the real chains in the story. You see, this is ultimately the state of every Christian who is in bondage. Right here. You are free. The power of the blood of Jesus breaks every chain. There is no chain that holds you any longer. There's not a single chain that is left attached to you that you are not holding on to. There's not a single chain that is left attached to you that you are not holding on to. And maybe you had no idea it was there until you got far enough away from your slavery and far enough towards freedom that you started to feel the tension 
of your slavery pulling your back, of your old self pulling you back towards the grave. But it's only holding on to you because you're still hanging on to it. It's only holding on to you because you're still hanging on to it. There are still patterns of sin and patterns of thinking that are holding you back. And you may not realize it until you start to walk far enough into freedom. And you feel the tension of those chains pulling you back towards slavery. See, these may be things where you just say, that's part of who I am. This is how I'm wired. This is how it's always been. For generations before me, this is how it is with me. But if it's not increasing your freedom in Jesus, then it's not the way that you were meant to live. If there is something in your life that is not increasing your freedom in Jesus, it does not belong there. The power of the blood broke that off. So what should we do? The further you step towards freedom, the more you start to feel the tension of those chains holding you back. And so where do we start? We start by walking towards freedom. Listen, you don't have to know what that looks like. You don't have to know the direction that you're going. You don't even have to know the destination because freedom is not a place. Freedom is a person. Freedom is not a destination. Freedom is a relationship. You see, when the Israelites were walking towards their freedom, when they were walking toward the promised land, God manifested his presence among them as a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And the only thing they were responsible for, they were not responsible for knowing where they were going. They were not responsible for knowing how to get there. They weren't even responsible for knowing where to camp and where to stop and where to take a break. All they had to do was walk away from Egypt and towards the presence of God. That's the only thing they were supposed to do. And that is no different for us today. You don't have to know where you're going. You don't have to know what it looks like. You don't even have to know what chains you need to break off right now. All you need to do is walk away from Egypt and toward the presence of God. All you need to do is walk towards freedom. Walk towards the relationship. Walk towards the person of Jesus. That is all you're responsible for. And as you walk towards freedom, you will start to feel some tugs. You will start to feel some tension. And you may be confused about what that tension is. You may not have known that that was there before. Because it was smooth sailing up until now. And those chains are, those chains are trying to pull you back towards the grave you were birthed from towards the grave where your dead self resides and your new self was birthed to life as a new creation and new freedom. And so when you start to feel that tugging, you need to identify what it is. You have to identify the Egypt in your life. You have to identify the bondage that is holding you back from freedom. You have to call it out. Why is that so important? Because as we mentioned before, when you trusted in Jesus, you were freed. Not a single chain was left attached to you. When you gave your life to Jesus, not a single chain was left attached to you that you were not holding on to. And maybe you had no idea that you were pulling those chains out of the grave with you as you were walking to new life in Christ. Maybe you had no idea. But any chain that came out of the grave with you is a chain that you were holding on to, either knowingly or unknowingly. 
but it's only holding you back because you're still hanging on. That's why it's so important to name it. Because once you identify the bondage that is keeping you from Jesus, then you know exactly what you need to let go of. Once you identify the bondage that is keeping you from Jesus, then you know exactly what you need to let go of. You see, because Christ has already freed you, he has unbound you from your old self and made you into a new creation. You are completely unbound from your old self. You are a new creation living in new freedom. And so when you start to feel that tension in your life as you're walking towards freedom, as you start to feel that tension in your life, all you have to do is identify the chain that you are holding on to and believe that by the power of the blood of Jesus, that chain was broken off when you were saved and let go. Don't need that anymore. All you have to do is agree with Christ that you are free and that there is no chain that has power over you. That power was broken by the blood of Jesus. And so you identify it and you let it go. Hebrews 12, one through three says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race set before us looking to Jesus looking to the person of freedom the author and perfecter of our faith see it's not always easy it won't be easy ever it will be uncomfortable it may seem shameful but it is simple Christ already bought your freedom. The only thing you need to do is continue walking in that freedom and let go of anything that starts to pull you back towards your old self. That's what you have to do. Happy Father's Day, men. I am coming after you. Men, it's your responsibility to lead your families in this. We like to be strong. We like to look like we have it all together. We like to look like we are in control, but listen to me. The power of Christ is made perfect in your weakness. Man, it is your biblical responsibility, it is your biblical authority and your biblical blessing to lead your family in what it looks like to step towards freedom and cut off the things that bind you to your old self. Single men in this room, some here, maybe some back there I can't quite see. You need to learn this process now. Get a head start in knowing what it feels like to walk towards freedom and feel those chains pulling you back toward your old self and breaking them off so that when you do have a family, you can lead them to do the same. Single mamas, God has given you a special grace to lead your family. So I'm sorry that there's not a man in your life that can come alongside of you and help you do this. But God wants you to do the same. He wants you to lead your family. And walking towards him, walking towards Jesus, you see Jesus is beckoning you towards him. He's saying, come with me. 
And so as you walk towards him and as you feel those chains holding you back for the sake of your family and for the sake of the generations that are coming after you, name it and let it go. Break it off. You don't need that weight anymore. Walk to freedom in Jesus. See, if we want to get out of Egypt, we need divine intervention. We cannot do it on our own. But we have a heavenly father who gives us immense grace to be able to walk in freedom with him. He has given us himself, his Holy Spirit, the very power and presence of God that lives inside of us. Listen, the Holy Spirit is not taxed by your immense need for him. The Holy Spirit is not taxed by your immense need for him. You cannot out God. You cannot outrun his grace. And there is no bondage, there is no chain in your life that is so binding that you can even begin to strain the ability of God to bring you out. There is no chain in your life right now or in the past or in the future that is so binding that you can begin to even strain the ability of God to bring you out. It might be hard. It will be hard. No doubt. It will be uncomfortable. It will make you feel naked and vulnerable. But don't think for a second that God's grace is not sufficient for you. Don't think for a second that his power is not made perfect in your weakness. See, maybe you've never given your life to Christ. You can do that right now. If you're in this room and you've never given your life to Christ, if you are watching online right now or or listening on the podcast and you have never given your life to Christ, you can do that in this moment. You can be birthed into a new creation. The Bible says that in your trespasses and sins that you are dead, dry bones. You have no hope of freedom without him. But the Bible says if you recognize that you need a savior, if you say, Jesus, I am a sinner and I need you and I trust in you for for the salvation of of my sins, then he will breathe life into those dead bones. And those chains that seem like they had so much power will be broken by the power of his blood. If you're not a Christian this morning, you can walk in new life today. This can be a new beginning. This month is the first month of the year for you from now on. You are marked by freedom. Or maybe you've trusted in Jesus to save you, but you've never really pursued that freedom that God has for you. And there are still so many chains that are holding you back and keeping you attached to your old self. Let this be a new beginning for you. Walk towards freedom. Identify those chains that are holding you back and break them off. Let go of them. See, again, going back to Exodus 12, God told Moses from now on, This is the first month of the year for you. This is a new beginning. The Lord's rescue is at hand. You see, from this time forward, generations coming after you will recognize that today was the day that the trajectory of your family line changed. That the trajectory of your family line is different today than it was in past generations. Today is that day. The day of the Lord's rescue is at hand. You are not a slave to generations of sin anymore. There is no chain that holds you anymore. 
but you have been raised to new life with Christ and you are free to go where he goes, to rest where he rests, to do what he does and to step into the abundant life that he has for you. This is the day that begins right now. If you're watching on Facebook, right now is the day that begins. See, God has been moving on your behalf, and he's been putting this day in place for years now. Just like the Israelites, he he put that day in place for years. He knew what he was doing. And so this is God's beckoning voice to you. Come out of that grave. Step out of that slavery. Let go of your chains. Today is a new beginning. And I know that stepping out is scary. See, because stepping out of your slavery acknowledges that you were in slavery, that there was something that bound you. There was something that held your heart other than Christ. It's very vulnerable and revealing. And it may just be something that you have just discovered about yourself. Something that's holding you back. It's also an acknowledgement that you may not know the way forward, and that's okay. Keep following freedom. Keep following the person of Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. And so, church, what chains are you holding on to this morning? What chains are holding you back from full freedom in Christ? Is it the fear of man? Is it lust? Is it bitterness? Maybe something happened to you a long time ago and a root of bitterness crept into your heart and you haven't submitted it to Christ. And so within the confines of that dark stronghold, that root of bitterness grew and grew and grew and it just became part of you and you may not even know the degree to which it is there. Are you a captive to bitterness this morning? Are you a captive to unforgiveness? Is there an addiction in your life that needs to be broken off? Are you a slave to a substance or to a feeling? Or maybe it's the sin of self-sufficiency. What do you need to let go of? What weight do you need to cast aside so that you can continue walking towards freedom? Because Christ has freed you. He has completely unbound you from your old self, and so the only chains that are attached to you in this moment are chains that you're holding on to, whether knowingly or unknowingly. But the good news is the power of the blood of Jesus breaks every chain. Sin has no power over you. So believe that Christ has freed you. And let go of the chains that you're holding on to. So what I want to do is I want to give us the time to respond. And you watching on Facebook, you're not excluded from this. 
It may look weird responding in front of your family, but again, God's power is made perfect in your weakness, especially if it's you men or you single mama. Lead your family right now. Lead them out of Egypt. Step towards freedom. Identify the chains that are in your life and let them go. And so if there's anybody in this room this morning that needs any kind of healing whatsoever, you need prayer for any physical infirmity, we would love to do that for you. Raise your hand, come forward, whatever you need to do to make yourself known. But especially if there are people this morning that that need to let go of some chains, I want you to come forward. We want to pray over you. Don't worry about these lines that are here. Don't worry about the rugs. Just come. There is no chain that is so binding that the grace of God cannot bring you out of it. If today is the day you want to trust in Jesus as your Savior and be birthed as a new creation for the first time and leave your old self and those dead bones behind and live in freedom, come forward. We would love to pray with you. And as people come forward and as we're we're praying and ministering with people, church, we're going to sing a new song called Come Out of That Grave. This is a freaking awesome song. And church, I want this song to be a prophetic declaration over our own lives, over the people that we are ministering to, over our church, and over our city, because I believe that God wants to break some chains this morning. I believe that there are dead things that need to be breathed new life into. And so we're going to declare this over ourselves, over our church, and over our city, believing that God is bringing old things to new life. That God is resurrecting people from old dead bones into new freedom as a new creation. That God is breaking off the power of generational sin, things that held you back from true freedom in Christ. I believe he will break that off this morning. Christ has freed you. But will you walk in that freedom and let go of the chains that bind you? And so the band is going to play, um, and we're going to sing a song. Uh, But if, if that's you this morning, if you need something that you have to deal with, just start coming forward right now. Start moving. If you can't move, kneel. If you can't kneel, raise your hand. Do something that says, God, I am submitting myself to you. I've been walking with these chains. There's no shame in coming forward. That's the power of Christ when you step forward. That's the power of Christ. His power is made perfect in your weakness. And so if there's something in your family that you want to break off of you, break it off now. Step forward. Believe that the power of Jesus breaks every chain and let it go, never to return again. If you want to give your life to Christ this morning, come forward and believe that the power of his blood is sufficient to save you for your sins. Father, I pray right now that your Holy Spirit would fall in this place. God, that you would do the work, the work of illumination in our hearts and in our minds. That you would bring to our minds the chains that hold us back, the chains that are binding, binding us from full freedom in you. The things that are holding us back from an even greater experience of your presence. 
God, forgive us for the strongholds in our lives, the places that we have kept you out of. God, by the power of your blood, we break those strongholds down now and let your light shine into the darkness and let your truth overcome lies and let your blood overcome our sin. Holy Spirit, would you come in this place and would you free us from every bondage? God, would you free our city? God, would you breathe new life into dead, dry bones this morning all across our city and all across our country? God, would you break the chains of generational sin so that we can walk in new freedom and let go of everything that binds us to our old self, everything that binds us to our past, and may we walk in new freedom in the glory of your presence. God, would you do it now? Dead man, come out of that grave. Captives, let go of your chains. This is the word of the Lord calling you to freedom. Walk in that freedom.